0: up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the Age Podcast, where we are Houston everything, all the time. I'm your host, Ike Cuellar. You can find me on Twitter, at Ike Cuellar. That's I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. Tune right here with my boy, Kush. Kush, man, we got the whole city in the freeze right now these couple of days. Man, you, you staying warm out there?
1: Uh, speaking of staying warm, you know, both of us are freezing right now. But yeah. our, our NFL football team, the Houston Texans, they're on a hot streak right now. So let's get right into it. Uh, but first of all, I want to let you guys know that you guys can find me on Twitter at, at v 2 uh, the podcast podcast page on Twitter at Inside the H Pod. Uh, with that being said, man, our Houston Texans won the division the last time we talked to you guys. Crazy, crazy sequence of events. Must-win game against the Indianapolis Colts. So we beat them. The next day, the Titans beat the Jaguars, knocked them out of the playoffs, got us a home field advantage in the first game. So let's start with that. We played the Browns. Uh, Ike, you know, I want to get your immediate reaction after that beatdown of the Browns happened on Saturday night. What What were your initial reactions about the performance? And were you surprised at how it all went down?
0: Not really, man. It was just complete domination by the Houston Texans beating the Browns 45 to 14. And when you look at the score, Kush, you're almost, well, I would say you're almost shocked a little bit that we put that many points up on the NFL's best defense. The Browns have the best defense all year, and that's how they were able to make it to this point because... You know, they have Joe Flacco as their quarterback that was a really good game manager throughout the year. Um, But this really was something that was that came out of nowhere, to be honest, Kush. But, you know, let's start off with C.J. Stroud and his performance. The guy just keeps impressing um, everybody in the entire league uh, as a rookie quarterback going out there and just balling out, man, against the NFL's top defense. Um, You know, before even the game, uh, we were underdogs. And there was, you know, that video when he was on the Pat McAfee show. And they they told him that nobody gave us a chance to win this football game. And his response to that was like, all right. But it was one of those responses like, okay, I'm going to show y'all what we've been doing you know what I'm saying, the entire year. And he really had a a special performance in his first playoff game, Kush. I mean, the guy was spectacular. He had 16 completions for 274 yards and three touchdowns. And keep in mind, he had those three touchdowns in the first half. You know what I'm saying? One of them was to Nico Collins, another one was Dalton Schultz, and then another one was to Brevin Jordan. And one thing that really helped out, Kush, was the running game because in a lot of these plays, we were able to establish the run first, and then we got the play action going, right? So when he hit Nico Collins, you know, he had – you know, uh, the running back going one way in a misdirection play hit Nico to it was like kind of like a wide receiver screen slash play action where he was able to score. But one of the most impressive plays in the game, Kush, and I want to get your thoughts on this, too, was the play he had to Brevin Jordan to that tight end screen where he hit him and Brevin Jordan made one move and took it to the house. Now, Brevin Jordan put the speed on in that play; it was just really impressive. Bro was gone and just beat everybody down the field. Um, what was your favorite touchdown pass that he threw out of those three, man? Because that Brevin Jordan to me was pretty, like, pretty uh, special.
1: I lo- I I love the Brevin Jordan touchdown, and I'm gonna get to him in a second more in depth but my favorite one was that he dropped the dime to Dalton Schultz man because
0: oh yeah he's
1: he's rolling out one way Dalton Schultz is going the other way that's i mean there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can make that throw that accurate throw drop it right in the bucket and you guys should keep in mind that earlier in the game on third i think it was on second or third down Stroud goes to uh Schultz and Schultz drops an easy catch so he re- he really redeemed himself with that touchdown catch um like you said, the the Nico uh, touchdown, the screen, great play call by Bobby Slowick, and then to get to get the ball there in the red zone, uh, great route by Nico to get wide open. He had adjusted to CJ's uh, deep ball, you know, really really great, and he makes a big catch. Uh, Nico has had a really really good last few games, and you know he's going to be important for this playoff run. But you know, back to back to Brevin Jordan, this is a guy that. You know, he had he, he didn't have a lot of touches this year. Earlier in the season, like in mini camp and OTAs and stuff, i I think the media like were was interviewing him and he pretty much was like you know, real about the situation that he might not make the team, he might get cut. And so I just love the uh the story of Brevin Jordan. You know, he stuck with it. And this is a guy that he's not just some bum that they draft in the seventh round, like he has talent, uh, and he can run, bro. I mean, we saw the speed uh, after he caught that ball, the little, the little juke move, and he's, I mean, he outran corners and safeties. So he's got that speed at the tight end position, and I think Brevin Jordan is one of those unsung hero type players for this, uh, for this playoff run that, that that I really want you know Texas fans to uh, pay attention to because. I think in this upcoming game that we're going to talk about with the Ravens, he's going to be – he might be a very important piece. He might be a guy that you might need to go to, especially with uh, Noah Brown going out uh, for the year. You know, they put him on IR. He's out for the year. So that's a guy that's going to step up. You know, obviously Dalton Schultz is going to step up. And, you know, we're going to get into this uh, into the Ravens uh, a little bit later. But, yeah, man, my favorite one was Dalton Schultz. But I, I, I'm so proud of Brevin Jordan, man, because he – He really came a long way in his development, and he's now starting to make plays on this offense.
0: Yeah, man, I agree. And, you know, that play
1: uh, where he hit Dalton Schultz, you know,
0: we hit him with the play action. And a lot of times, because they're so focused on the running game, you're able to make that happen. But in this offense with Bobby Slowick, it's really quarterback friendly. And what I mean by that is, it helps a quarterback, you know, go through his progressions and make simple reads and throws, right? Like make the simple read where you know somebody is going to be. And that's where CJ is really good because he places the ball where the guy, where the receiver is going to be, which is a it's a huge advantage. And it, it just shows you know his IQ of being a smart quarterback, but it's always great to have two great tight ends like Don Schultz and Brevin Jordan, because you never know what's going to happen. And you can also use them in the game at the same time, which we did a lot there um, during the game. But, you know, in in the first half, Kush, it was relatively closer at halftime. We were up uh, 24 to 14 where, you know, Kareem Hunt had a couple of touchdowns early and, one thing that I love about C.J. Stroud is his response after the other team scores on us. Like, Bro never gets down on himself. He always is locked in, focused, and he drives the ball down the field again and scores touchdowns. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're saying this is one of the best seasons a rookie quarterback has ever had because of his demeanor about the game, right, the game plan, how he continues to um, to just fight back in the game. But, you know, moving on to the second half, our defense, man, played fucking lights out. And, you know, getting two pick sixes back-to-back there in the third quarter, one of them by Steven Nelson and the other one by Christian Harris. Really, when Christian Harris had that second pick six, Kush – the game was really over, you know what I'm saying? Uh, However you look at it, um, because when the defense can, you know, play complementary football um, and and help the offense like that, it's really tough to come back from, especially when you know uh, who Joe Flacco is. And granted, he played really good against us in the first time they played us, right? Because, like, Amari Cooper – had like 250 yards um, against us and he balled out. But I think that was an advantage for us because we watched film, we knew what to look out for and I think that was one of the big reasons why Kareem Hunt had those two touchdowns in the first half because we were so locked in on the receivers and not letting those guys beat us and I think that's how Kareem Hunt was able to score the first half but Mark Cooper had, you know, he didn't have nowhere near close the game he had the first time. And that's, you know, granted credit to D'Amico Rhines and that defense that really played lights out, got some huge sacks there in the second half. And I just can't say enough good things about the defense, man. Um, I, I want to ask you, man, like what, besides those plays that you remember, Kush, uh, those pick sixes, uh, is there any any other player that really stood out for you on the defensive
1: side? So to me, um, you know, obviously, like we said, Christian Harris and Stephen Nelson with the picks. But to me, it's Derek Stingley Jr. in the way D'Amico Ryan's, you know, used him in this game. Because, you know, we know from his press conferences, talking to the media, like, you know, D'Amico is not going to change anything about his defense. You know, it's gotten him to where he's at to this point. But what they did with the uh, Stingley Jr. shadowing um, Amari Cooper at times in this game, I mean they they just really shut him down. And you know I know Amari Cooper wasn't a hundred percent, but this guy went off for two hundred sixty five yards against you last time, and the de- the defense and D'Amico they know that, and so you know they I think D'Amico just really did a good job of making that adjustment just using Stingley in his defense to where he doesn't really have to change his whole philosophy of his defense, but just using Stingley Jr. According to his skill set, we know he can be a shutdown corner. And I think Stingley did a pretty much a great job on him. And, you know, as far as Joe Flacco, I think uh, going back to the first half, he was picking us apart with those tight ends in the first half. You know, the play action was working. Kareem Hunt was running that ball. Um, But, the one thing that we know about Joe Flacco is that he likes to throw the ball deep. And I think that first Steve, Steven Nelson pick, they got really good pressure and they just baited him into that throw where he he knew he was going to go deep at some point in that game when they're down by that much. And, you know, they baited him into that throw and Steven Nelson just made a play on it and (laughs) took it to the house. And then uh, the second one with Christian Harris, I think it was like a fourth and two. and, I feel like our defense knew that, you know, we're not really going to play deep zone, because on fourth and two, he's not going to go deep. Obviously, fourth and two, they just, you know, Christian Harris did a really good job of staying in his spot and just reading the quarterback's eyes, and he knew where it was going the entire time, and he just made a made a beeline for that football, caught it, took it to the house, and. You know, we we talked about Brevin Jordan earlier on offense. Uh, how about Christian Harris, a guy that we really expected him to be better than he has been so far this year, but he got injured at at times this year. And under De, under D'Amico's coaching, he's done a really good job the last few weeks. Uh, you know, he talked about almost getting one a few weeks ago, a pick six against the Titans, obviously, and. Just he's really, really, really grown the last few weeks, and I think just like Brevin Jordan's a guy to watch on offense, I think Christian Harris is a guy to watch on defense, man. He's he's really playing well right now.
0: Facts, man, you're cooking, brother. You're cooking. Um, I want to elaborate a little bit more on those pick sixes because, um, as a Texan fan, when you see that in the playoffs, it just gets you so excited, man, because you know that. On both sides of the ball, there's really great players, and everybody's being really well coached. On that first pick six, like you were talking about earlier, Kush, um, that Steven Nelson picked and took it back to the house, um, they got g- great pressure on Joe Flacco there. And I think that's one of the main reasons why that was able to happen, because whether that was miscommunication with his receiver, we're going to get his ass, bro. Like, we're about to sack him, and he just got rid of the ball because he didn't want to take that sack. Whether, you know, and, and that might have been miscommunication with his receiver, but Steven Nelson was reading him like a book, and he knew that, okay, this, cop, this play is breaking down, and the guys are getting pressure. I just have to stay solid and do my assignment and be at the right spot. And he was, and he just stood there for the pick, bro. It was a beautiful pick, took it back to the house, but great pressure by the uh, defensive line to get to Joe Flacco and make him, you know, throw up that pass that had a lot of air under it. You know what I'm saying? On the second one that Christian Harris got, we were playing zone there. And Christian Harris, from the get-go, read Joe's Flacco's eyes. He read him like a book, and he knew where he was going because, like you said, it was fourth and two. It was short-yardage situation. He wasn't going to go deep. Um, he just really needed to pick up that first down, and Christian Harris had the awareness to know exactly where he was going. And that's why in a lot of those situations, Kush, you play man – especially if you disguise it the right way, because if you disguise it as um, a blitz or man coverage, the quarterback really has no idea until the players drop back in coverage. And by that time, you you pretty much only have around three seconds to get rid of the football. And, you know, credit to Christian Harris, great read, great play. And he also got a sack after that play too. So he had one of the best – games, you know what I'm saying, that he had the whole year on defense, you know, uh, credit to the entire defense, Miko Ryans. We're going to need more of this against the Baltimore Ravens, Kush. So I'm really excited, and, and I, I want to see how we show up to Baltimore because you know how the atmosphere and environment is over there. You know what I'm saying? Is there anything else, Kush, that you wanted to – talk about uh, from this Browns game?
1: Yeah, a few more things. I want to talk about, uh, you know, we talked about Joe Flacco making, you know, the bad decisions. But I think think the defense did, in the second half especially, did a really good job of, you know, just making sure that you don't get beat deep. And, you know, I think they really just forced them into mistakes. Again, great adjustment by D'Amico. And then the last thing I want to talk about is How about Laramie Tunsil, man? Miles Garrett, the best defensive player in the entire league. He's probably going to be Defensive Player of the Year, uh, much deserved. The guy had zero sacks on your offensive line. And I don't think that can be overstated because Laramie Tunsil's a guy that has kind of got a little criticism from some fans because of his tendency to commit false starts at home, you know. But I think Laramie Tunsil – and this is a guy that he got – hurt early in the game, had to take a couple plays out of the game and then came back in and then went back to work. So I think a huge shout-out to Laramie Tunsil. Uh, This game against the Browns, he earned every single penny of his huge, huge deal that he got earlier in in the offseason. And so I think he did a really, really great job against one of the best defensive players that we have in the NFL.
0: No, facts, brother. And before I forget, man, let me give uh, Devin Singletary his flowers, man, because he had really good runs in this game, and he also had a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, and if and you know, thank God for Devin Singletary for saving our running game this year, because without him, that play action would not be effective, and it, you know our offense would be a little bit more predictable. And that's something that we would never want because you want the defense guessing, you know what I'm saying, at all times. And in the fourth quarter when the the game was pretty much out of reach there, that's where you want to run the ball, you know, uh, run the clock out. And what better way to do it than to run the football and to score a touchdown there to really put the game away. And after that, we saw, you know what I'm saying, the – the bench guys get in the game and get CJ, you know, his rest and get him out the game. Those are things that, you know, great football teams do, uh, you know, just take care of business in the fourth quarter there and just, you know, take care of the football. But, yeah, man, dominating performance by the Houston Texans, 45 to 14. Man, that's that's I still can't believe we we beat them like that. But, you know, what I'm saying we're, we're moving on to the Baltimore Ravens this week, Kush, you know, Saturday at 3.30, you know, saying they give us the same uh, slot, which, you know, some fans were a little upset about that, but I don't mind that at all because I don't need the primetime spot. As long as we're taking care of business, that's all I care about, Kush. You know, so you can give us any time slot of the schedule that's really irrelevant to how we approach the game, right? And – um You know, one of the things that we know about the Baltimore Ravens is that you have to contain Lamar Jackson. We played in the first game of the season, and like you mentioned earlier, I saw one of your tweets, both teams are way different. You know what I'm saying? That was a long time ago. Uh, We've built so much since then, uh, especially CJ, uh, his confidence, and and just, you know, his – his awareness of the offense, right? Like his IQ of, you know, game plans and how to manage the games the right way and what to look out for, you know, in that area. But um, what do you think are some of the things to look out for for this game, Kush? Because, you know, they have great receivers, but Lamar Jackson and that offense, they do a little bit of everything. And one of the things they like to do is feature... The running game and also the tight ends, but then you focus on that, and then Lamar Jackson kills you with his legs. So, what do you what do you think are, are some of the things that we need to do to just be, you know, competitive in this game?
1: So, I think you know, as far as the secondary goes, I think our safe, the safety is going to be really important in stopping Lamar Jackson. Uh, safeties have to tackle this game. Uh, with that being said, I'm looking at you, Jalen Petrie. You know, Jalen Peaches has got to have a good game this game. Um, as, you know, as far as their receivers, the receivers are good, but I think they, I think we can stop them, especially, you know, with the game plan that we saw from D'Amico last week. I think D'Amico is going to implement a similar game plan, you know, try to take away Zay Flowers, uh, try to do a good job on Odell, and just really try to contain Lamar Jackson. Don't let him get comfortable in that pocket being able to run outside and juke move you and doing all do all these things to get extra yardage on you. And so in that aspect, I trust D'Amico's game plan, whatever it is this week. But, you know, we, we got to be we, – we, we're facing the probable MVP uh, this week when Lamar Jackson. So it's – I don't think it's going to be a game like we had last week where we just dominate and we shut him down the second half. Um it's gonna be a tough game for the defense, but if this team had proved anything from last week to this week, it's that they're a tough, resilient team. If Lamar Jackson, the offense, drives against our defense, scores a touchdown early, I have no doubt that C.J. Stroud and the offense are gonna answer. And I, th- I think it's gonna be a up and down game. It's just. We just have we we're just gonna have to make more plays than them. It's not gonna be as as easy as it was against the Browns. That's a really good defense, a really good offense, and so, um. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a, a tough game, but but I also think Domingo has these guys believing right now, man. Like, just the way that they played last week is there was there was no fear, there was no panic. It's just. They just went out there and balled, and I think uh, facing them earlier in the season. I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna look at much of that tape. they will probably look more of, you know, the games that they played recently. So, yeah, man, it's. I I obviously don't really have a lot of analysis for you right now. It's just it's gonna be a tough game, and I'm just, man, I'm just looking forward to to see what's gonna happen, man.
0: No, I understand, man, because. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens have been the best, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL this year with uh, what a lot of people are calling the MVP of this year, Lamar Jackson. But I think, you know, the formula for this game for us to be successful is, you know, on defense, have a spy on Lamar Jackson, right? And whether that's a linebacker or when you mix it up, It can be a safety at times, depending of different packages you can disguise and blitz. Um, Always have a spy on him because one thing that he likes to do is use his legs to pick up those first downs. So that area needs to be covered by that linebacker, by that spy, whoever's spying on him. You know what I'm saying? Because we know he's either going to run himself – He's going to run the football or he's going to pass it. So I know you can say that for any play, but he does it so quick when he snaps the football that that's why it's important to have that spy following him wherever he goes. If he hands off the football, then, okay, we have the defensive line and some of the other linebackers focusing on that running game, but that spy's, job is to follow Lamar Jackson wherever he goes, because he will beat you with his legs. He'll do that the whole game. Now, on offense for us, I think that it's important for us to strike first, right, to score first. And if you can score fast, then obviously that's what you want to do. But another way to beat this football team is to keep Lamar Jackson on the sideline. And what I mean by that, if ha- have possession of the ball for a long period of time and score, take advantage, you know what I'm saying? When you possess the ball, take care of the football, and you'll give yourself a shot. But I know that's – you could say that about every single team, but this guy is a Hall of Fame quarterback that you're facing here – and Lamar Jackson. So my, my approach to it would be keep the, keep this guy on the sideline because the less that you have to deal with him, the better, right? But you'll have a lot of confidence in that because you have C.J. Stroud having the type of year that he's having and making those throws and just having that IQ as a great quarterback that he is. So we're going into this game with a lot of confidence, Kush, um we have our guys healthy, you know, besides Tank Dale. I wish he was playing with us. But, you know, we're more than capable of winning this football game, um, just, you know, executing the right way and staying disciplined uh, on defense with Lamar Jackson, man, because let's face it, you're not going to stop this guy completely, right? Your only hope is to contain him. And that's what's going to be the goal because that's a player that it's going to get his no matter what, no matter how you look at it. But we always talked about it, you know, the entire year on this podcast about our defense coach is having that bend, but don't break mentality. Right. And I think that's very important heading into this game because you're playing on the road at Baltimore and, um, we know how the environment is over there. So I think that's, you know, the, the formula to winning this football game.
1: Yeah, and you talked about Ben, but don't break defense. This this defense has, you know, really made a knack of making plays in that end zone, allowing field goals instead of touchdowns at times. And so that's going to be very, very important this game. Man. And I want to go back to something I was talking about earlier in the last game. Uh, you know, the last game, the Browns tight ends kind of got the better of us in the first half. Mark Andrews is back practicing uh, this week for the Ravens, so that's another thing to watch. Uh, one of the best tight ends in the league, so you know they're they're really going to have to make sure that he doesn't beat them all game. What you said about C.J. Stroud, like I, I think he's go. I think he's going to have a good game. Like if we're going to win this game, he's going to have to. I'm not going to say he's going to have to be like really like amazing but he's gonna have to m- move the ball down the field we can't have uh possessions where we're like super cons- conservative on offense um like we were in that third quarter kind of but you know that third quarter last game the game's already out of hand so i don't really i don't really think that that's the type of uh play calling that bobby sloak is going to do in this game but you know I'm just I'm just excited to see what the I will say like the first seven to eight minutes of this game looks like because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have not played for like the last couple of weeks. Like he sat the last couple of weeks. So and everybody knows that, you know, rust in the playoffs is a real thing. And uh statistically, Lamar Jackson is one in three in playoff games in his career. So I think that stuff is gonna is gonna factor in. So I think the Texans will have to get off to a fast start and just and just get in the Ravens heads and just hopefully it gets in Lamar Jackson's head and we can kinda, you know, dominate and make plays off of that defensively. And uh what I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the playoff rusting and his playoff record? Do you think that is gonna make an impact? Like how important do you think that's going to be? Cause I, I've been on social media and I've kind of gotten mixed reviews. Like some people say that they don't think it's going to be a factor. Like it's may, you, you know, they may be rusty for a few, but Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP. Uh, and some people were saying that it's going to, it's going to be a factor in this game and that, you know, that's something to watch in this game.
0: Yeah, man, I think they're, They might be on to something there, Kush, because when you look at it, the last times that were where the Baltimore Ravens were in the playoffs and they either had the number one seed or number two seed, a lot of times they kind of choked there in the playoffs. I remember one time Tennessee beat them, uh, you know what I'm saying, and they were really never uh, able to get over that hump, really to get to that Super Bowl. And one of those years, Lamar Jackson was an MVP conversation too. I believe he won it. But I think the nerves can can start to settle in for him uh, when he's playing um, against us. But that definitely has to be something on his mind because he really hasn't played the best in playoffs, man. And having that week off can create some of that where we've been – kind of locked in, playing better as a football team overall, and these guys haven't played. Like, there's nothing that you can scrimmage like a real football game. You know what I'm saying? So I do do think there's something to that. But I want to go back to CJ. And, you know, a way that you keep Lamar Jackson on the sideline is beating them at their own game. I think that CJ can use his legs a lot this game and just pick up those first downs uh, running, um, you know what I'm saying, like Lamar Jackson. And and I think that's something that to look out for in this game because he really hasn't done that all year. Yeah, Kush, because he's more than capable of doing that, man. You know, he, he really hasn't done that throughout the year because he's a smart quarterback. His, his IQ is so high. He knows he has to stay healthy. But he does it when he really has to, like when it's like last resort, right? He'll pick up that first down, and and we just seen what 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 type of player he is. He really, you know, doesn't get rattled a whole lot. You know what I'm saying with whatever's going on in the game. Um, even it like I mentioned earlier, when the other team scores or, or or scores on us early, he comes right back down the field whether that's, you know, three or four plays and scores really quick. So, uh, and, and just to add to that, he takes care of the football, which which that's such a big deal playing the quarterback position. Um, if you can just take care of that football, you know what I'm saying, and not, not make those mistakes in critical moments – you, you're always going to have a chance to win the game, man, because football is really a lot about field position, right? And even if you're not moving the ball well down, you know, the field um, during that game, you can always get a good punt, right, and pin the team back all the way back deep. And you play field position that way. As long as you take care of the football, you're going to be in great shape, And C.J. Stroud knows how to do that. You know, he became um, the youngest player, um, I think, in the NFL to win a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken, man. I got to check that later on. But it just shows you how special he is. I want to, you know, change the topic a little bit before I forget, though, Kush, because the Ravens' defense – is similar to ours, right? They're one, they're one of the best defenses in the NFL, but I feel like you can still run on them. They, they give a lot of yards up on the ground, and I hope that we can capitalize on that with Devin Singletary or maybe even Damian Pierce. Maybe he can come in and contribute a little bit um, because I feel like the last couple of games, they've given up a lot of yards on the ground. Now, I know the last game they rested their starters when they played the Steelers, but some starters were still playing. And Najee Harris had a great game, you know what I'm saying, uh, running the football. Um, So – and a lot of other games throughout the year too, you can run on that defense. You just have to be smart and you have to execute at a high level and just stay locked in. But I think if we can incorporate that running game, Kush, like establish it first, I think that it's going to be a great recipe for CJ to cook for this uh, playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens.
1: This defense is – they're pretty good. And if they can find a way to run the ball a little bit on this defense, um, you know, I we, we were talking about this earlier with Brevin Jordan bringing it back full circle now to this game. Uh, I want to see if Bobby Slug tries to incorporate those twin, like twin tight end, two tight end sets with the Brevin Jordan, Dalton Schultz, because you know I, nobody really has film on Brevin Jordan at this point in the season, and so I think maybe that's something to watch to see if they can catch the defense off guard that way. And Dalton Schultz, to his credit, is he did a really good job run blocking last game, so you know. I want to see if that's something they take advantage of. Even, you know, even now that Noah Brown is out for the season, so and a guy that we didn't really mention a lot last week that had a pretty good game receiving wise is John Mechie. Man, he had his best game of his of his season. He had that uh, sideline catch for a long gain of yards, and that's another guy to watch because he's going to have to make some plays this week. Uh, Dalton Schultz is going to have to make some plays this week. Nico Collins is obviously, you know, we know what he can do. And um, Devin Singletary, I don't think he's going to have a, a game like he had against Cincinnati where he just gets those 150 yards rushing, Uh, you know, has a great game like that on the ground. But we're going to have to get something from everybody this game because that defense is pretty good. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL and I know we said that last week, but I, we just we just got to do it one more time, man. And I, I'm, I'm just excited to see uh, CJ Stroud just go out there, you know, and work uh, offensively and just interested to see how Bobby Sloak really attacks that defense this week. And that's where I want to ask you next is um, how do you think Bobby Sloak is going to attack this defense this week because – Last week, we, I mean, we were just doing anything we really wanted to on offense in the first half, especially. And so, do you think that they're going to come out, like, trying to pass the ball heavy on that first possession of the game like they did last week? Because I think last week, I was kind of surprised that they didn't run the ball more than they, like, they didn't keep it balanced more than they did because they were, like, coming out passing. And they were showing the threat of the run, but they were throwing that football all over the yard. So that's what I asked you. Do you like, how do you think this, the game plan is going to go, especially like in that first quarter, the important first quarter where they're going to try to punch you in the mouth. And yeah. How, how do you think that's going to go with the game plan as far as lobby slow it goes?
0: Well, I think a big staple of this offense Kush, is the play action, which is really important, you know, to the West coast style type of offense and the way that works is to establish a run, right? And it's whether that's uh, Devin Singletary, Damien Pierce, or even CJ, you know, um, using his legs, which, you know, I'm not saying that he should do it, like, right from the get-go because we need him to stay healthy. We can't afford to to lose CJ, but the running game needs to be established, man. And if you – even if you – if you do a couple of, of you know what I'm saying, running plays, the first drive, I think you could still mix in different things. Like things that worked for us last week were like wide receiver screens, tight end screens. Should even get the running back involved in some screens to keep the defense honest, uh, keep them disciplined and just let them know like, hey, if you blitz us, you're gonna pay for it you know what I'm saying so we gotta keep those guys those defenders guessing at all times and I think the you know having the screen game involved can help with that so I, I think that you know getting CJ comfortable with the running game and some of the screen games early in the game can be really beneficial to us. And it's something to look out for, you know, starting the game unless he wants to just attack right away, which, you know, it kind of would be a dangerous spot. But I don't rule I don't rule CJ out in doing that because he's so good and so talented in throwing the football. So, yeah, man, that's that's my answer to that, because I think, you know, what I'm saying the running game is going to be really important.
1: Yeah, and as far as what you were saying with the screens, uh, I think that's a really good point that you made Because that I think they're gonna, they're going to blitz a lot. They're going to try to come at, get after CJ Stroud in this game, and so you, I mean I don't want him. I don't want us to be calling plays where it like the play takes a long time to develop, and he just gets killed back there. So maybe not from this like from the in the first quarters to start the game. He, they're going to go screen heavy on this offense. I think offensively to start the game, especially if we get the ball first, I think Bobby Soek is going to be in attack mode. Like he wants to set the tone uh, offensively against that defense. Um, so, if we do get the ball first, and I think he, I think they, I think they're going to come out throwing. They're going to try to push that ball down the field. Maybe not hold the ball for a long time, but you know, just try to try to get plays down the field. Whether it be Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, whoever. Um, and then, you know, it's it's going to be a chess match between Bobby Slowick and Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So um, that, I think that's going to be interesting to watch.
0: I mean, one thing I will say, though, Kush, is I do trust Bobby Slowick because look at all these interviews that he's been getting recently, right? Like they've been requesting to, to talk to him and really the body of work that he's done all year with CJ and helping them. You know what I'm saying? Be this type of of quarterback that, you know, we really in the beginning of the year, we didn't have a running game and we just put the ball in his hands and said, go win the game for us. And for Bobby Slowick to be successful in doing that, you know, tells us that we can trust him with his game plan for Saturday. Now, granted, the Baltimore Ravens are a tough team, so something's got to give. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens, but I, I fully have trust. I fully trust uh Bobby Slog in his game plan for this game, man.
1: Yeah, and I mean this is a great defense, like we said, so you're not you're not gonna get yards and you're not gonna win this game by just your talent on offense alone. You know, it's, Bobby Sloan is, is is gonna have to scheme some things up for this offense, which I mean, based on the last the whole season I have complete 100% trust in him doing that and I don't think it I don't think it's any surprise that everybody's trying to poach Bobby Slowick from us uh to be the next head coach so uh I I think he's going to he's going to scheme it up on offense and uh as far as defensively like we said before you know we kind of got into it earlier uh with the defense but I think the safeties are going to be important. This is a Jalen Petrie legacy game for me. Defensively, he has to play well, has to tackle. And another guy that I think is going to be important in this game, uh, the linebackers, Blake, Blake Cashman and Christian Harris, they're going to have to have really great games uh, for going to limit what Lamar Jackson can do. And going into um, D'Amico's plan on defense, like – they're gonna throw everything that they can think of to throw at Lamar Jackson this game. I don't think it's gonna be like a like a like a, a primary way to stop Lamar Jackson. They're gonna try different things. They're gonna throw different things at him. And you know, at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson is one of those players where you can throw anything and everything at him, and he can still make you pay because he's he's a playmaker. He makes plays. Great player. So. You know, at the end of the day, we just got to pray to God that he just doesn't dominate this game, man. I think that's – that. unfortunately for our defense, I think that that might be what it comes down to is we – as a defense and as offense, we just have to make more plays than Lamar Jackson does.
0: No, I agree, man. And one thing I'll say is that, you know, having D'Amico Ryans as our head coach, we have that confidence about the defense going into a game – that we're going to be ready for everything. And if you really look at some of the teams that we played twice this year, Kush, we have really adjusted uh, really well against them uh, because D'Amico Ryan knows what to look out for and knows what to implement in that defense, the schemes, the different packages um, of what to show, you know, before the snap and then after the snap, you know, things like that. So we're in great hands with D'Amico Ryans running that defense. Um, We talked about it before. This is a different Texans team that we've seen over the years. Um, Like just being in terms of just being prepared for anything that happens in the game and credit to the coaching staff, you know what I'm saying, and D'Amico Ryans. Because it's just amazing to see this turnaround. That's happened in one year of how we're here in a, in a divisional playoff game uh, with, you know, Nick Casario, D'Amico Rines, and CJ Schroud as the main, you know, people of that. And I can't think of the last team that really had a major turnaround that quick from last to first, uh, you know, in terms of winning the division. But as a Texan fan, um, with that nucleus, man, we're going to be good for a lot of years. But to to end it here, Kush, I will say that we're not done. We can win this football game, and I really believe in our team, man.
1: Yeah, and one, one last kind of thing I want to add is, you know, after the Browns game, I said that, um, you know, both of us were celebrating – at the bar after, you know, after the Browns game that night, Facts. and, you know, we're talking to our fellow Texans fans at the bar, and we're, and one of the things I, I said was out of all the Texans playoff teams that we've had, you know, going from 2011 to now, I feel like this is the one that I trust the most, man, because we, we got the quarterback, we got the coach, uh, our defense is playing so well, our offense is just killing it out there, and it's just every single time this season that I've expected the Texans to Texan, quote unquote, they just haven't done it, man. And it's, you know, it's just so awesome to see us uh, have a lot of success. And, you know, even in 2019, when we're up 24 to zero against Kansas city, like I just didn't trust that that would hold. And it's just different with this team, man. Like, you know, that, you know, like the, the Browns attacked us first, and what do we do? Like I had no, like I had no reservations, no doubts in my mind that our offense would come back and score. And so, I think that's the type of that's the type of team that Texans fans are uh, dealing with here. And I think we should just be proud of this team, man, because they've done so much this season. A lot of things that a lot of people thought that we wouldn't do. You know, I know Cardinals fans were praying and hoping that we would only win two games so that they could get top five picks, but that didn't happen. And we're in the playoffs. We won a playoff game for the first time in like four years. And, man, this is fun, bro. I, I just I just want to see us keep playing, man.
0: And remember, remember how a lot of people were hating on us too when we traded up to get Will Anderson and traded those picks. Look how it's looking for us now. A lot of times, man, you got to make that sacrifice – to to make something happen, and I said it before. I'll say it again: when you add a top quarterback and a top a top pass rusher, it changes your team right away. And look at the turnaround how it's happened. And granted, we have the coach and the general manager to make that happen too. But this is a really special season for us, man. And I think that uh, we're going to be here for a while. You know, hopefully, you know, bearing any setbacks or injuries. I'm really excited about this game, man, and I can't wait for Saturday at three thirty p.m. Man, I'm so pumped because,
1: yeah, man, and uh, if you know, both both of us have belief in this team right now. But I'm telling you, man, if if we if we find a way to beat the Ravens on Saturday, uh, they're like the city's gonna go crazy, and I don't see why. Uh, I don't see why you doubt this team in the AFC Championship if they can get that far, man, because. To beat the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, that will be an incredible feat. And, you know, based on whoever wins that battle against the Chiefs and the Bills, it will be the first AFC championship game for Texans fans in our lifetime, bro. Like, just to think about that uh, is crazy. And, uh, man, anything else you want to add?
0: Yeah, I mean – to your point, we've never been there. We've never been to an AFC championship game, bro. So there's a lot on the table for this game, for the city, for the fans, everything. Um, this is going to be live, and I think it's going to happen, bro. I ain't going to lie. I think it's going to happen. So I, I di- That's just my prediction.
1: So with that, let's get to uh, predictions for this game, man, Uh I'm going I'm to let you go first. What is going to be the score of this game? How do you see this game going?
0: Man, I got Texans uh, 32 to 24. I think uh, the offense keeps playing well, and the defense makes just enough stops to, you know, control the game down the stretch and, and get the dub, man. What do you think, Kush?
1: I think, you know, we talked about this vaunted Baltimore Ravens defense. They're a really, really good defense. But we all know what type of quarterback C.J. Stroud is. We know we all know what type of offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick is. I think offensively for us, I think we're going to um, – I'm not going to say we're, we're going to blow them out or anything, but I think we're going to give them a little bit of fits in this game, especially early. I think they're going to get an early lead, and I think the defense comes up with a huge turnover late to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say Texans 30, Ravens 24 we go to the AFC championship game for the first time ever how's that Let's
0: sound? go man that sounds that sounds badass bro like i mean uh, CJ's already a legend in the city to be honest uh but he does that just to go to the AFC championship game they're going to build a statue out there of him bro like because he's he'll be the youngest quarterback to ever take in his team to a championship game you know to a conference championship game so i think uh that's going to be very special, man.
1: Yeah, man. To end this thing, uh, let them know where they, they can find you at again, bro.
0: Yeah, man. I'm on Twitter at iquar That's I K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. And make sure you guys follow our podcast at inside the H pod. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you get your, your uh podcast from, make sure you guys tap in and show love, man. Don't be no strangers around here.
1: And then you guys can find me on Twitter at Kushta Christopher V Two. Uh, like I just said, you can find our podcast page at, at Inside the H Pod. Um, with that man, uh, Inside the H, let's go Texans, let's get this dub, man. Let's go Texans.